He wanted to arm Mujahideen. There! Who's the fucking nihilist around here, you bunch of fucking crybabies? Don't hate me, bro! Welcome to Post Your cause is right, and God is on your side. How's it going? Another Post Void Post. I'm going to try to uh, jump into this one real fast. No uh, credits, no uh, edits, or whatever. Here we go. So, uh, actually, uh, if you don't mind me, I'm actually going to pop a beer before I go straight into this. Uh, pardon me. But anyways, so. All right. Um, I was listening to, well, actually... Funny enough, uh, I've caught on to... Oh my god, these flies! Flies are flying in through the windows! Get out of here! Why are you flying in? Ah, oh. uh, well, uh, you know how I solve a problem of flies flying in through the window? Especially around now, because it's like that... What do they call it? I believe they call it an Indian summer, when you get like 60, 70 degree days in December and January, and then all the flies wake up again and stuff, and they try to like find a house to get into or something. I literally take bug spray and just spray spray outside my window. <laughs> I mean, it works, right? I mean, it's probably not the best thing for the environment or myself, but still, um, at least I'm not spraying it on my body, or, you know, try not to as much. I'm pretty aware that uh, DEET is a carcinogen, but anyways, and probably causes cancer, but anyways, uh, mm. so, as I was saying before, I was, uh, I actually caught on to a couple new podcasts, I was uh, kind of almost in a little bit of a rut, I'm like, damn, I, I want to figure out some more stuff, and, you know, I, I understand algorithms, I understand that they usually want to point you in a specific direction, but, gotta give it to them, Spotify, they, uh, they had a category one day when I looked on my homepage, and it was a bunch of, uh, recommended podcasts off of, like, I think it was Those Conspiracy Guys, Tinfoil Hat, and Higher Side Chats, and I was like, oh, wait, actually, like, they weren't, like, last podcast on the left, uh, Q Anonymous, like, it wasn't any of those ones, you know, it wasn't, like, the ones you would expect a shill to show you, you know, it was, like, actually, like, oh, here's the podcast for, uh, the person that was just on Tinfoil Hat, oh, here's, um, they, they showed me the, uh, that Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast that I've actually totally forgot about, and I was like, oh, wow, this episode, this show is fucking great, so anyways, I've been jumping around different podcasts, and, um, uh, well, and, and just to bring it back here, um, to Tinfoil Hat brought on Whitney Webb. She's been popping on a lot of different podcasts lately. If you don't know who Whitney Webb is, she's, um, very, 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 uh, just in-depth, precise investigative journalist who is outside of the United States now. I believe she's living in Chile. And, um, because <laughs> she might get arrested if she's a whistleblower, she could easily get arrested. Whitney Webb, she's fairly mentioned, uh, you know, I, I, if I say, oh, Joe Rogan mentions her, then there's, there's a portion of people that will all of a sudden just ride her off. But it, honestly, she's also not bipartisan that much either, like, in very, very in-depth. It's, uh, pretty much what I would expect an investigative journalist to be looking into. Some of her stuff might be a little controversial, because some people don't, um, disagree with, um, you know, people investigating vaccines and stuff. I think that that's necessary. There, there's a reason why there's a vaccine court. It's so they can shell themselves from any, any sort of, um, of, of retribution. Because the vaccine court will pay people out, not the 
the pharmaceutical companies. Anyways, I'm ranting a little bit here on Whitney Webb and the reasons why she's kind of uh, not on the run, but just planted planted outside of the states now and probably can't come back. Um, she was on Tinfoil Hat, and now you have to bear in mind her being out of the state, she can drop some information. Now, me talking about this, I do live in the states. And the reason why I knew what she was talking about was because I live pretty much <laughs> like um like uh, pretty damn fucking close to this area that she was talking about. And um I'm just going to play the clip and then I'm going to talk about my experience of Natick, Massachusetts, which she doesn't say Natick. She says Natwick. There is no Natwick, Massachusetts. Natwick, Massachusetts does not exist. But if you take the W out, then that's Natick, Massachusetts. And oh boy, there's a lot to be said about Natick, Massachusetts and the <coughs> deep state, <coughs> which I actually can kind of discuss I with uh, not too much insider knowledge, a little bit of secondhand. And, um, also just me living in this area and just knowing how it is. So, yeah. And I'm sure you probably heard me say on several episodes that I believe that Massachusetts is, um, the eugenics hub of the world. And I've, I do believe that. I think that eugenics is crafted here and then exported out. Um, also I gotta say too, I had a weird little, um, uh, unloadable, uh, message in my library through Anchor that was like uh, seeing eye. So yeah, if the all seeing eye is the all seeing eye is listening, which I didn't know eyes could listen to. I think you'd have to have all seeing ear on that. Like eye, maybe it's just a single ear in an eye with a tongue, because it would have to taste. It would have to have at least all five senses. I would assume. I would assume the all seeing eye would have like I don't know at least a dozen senses. But a anyways, um. Yeah, so on to this clip by Whitney Webb off of Tinfoil Hat. And I gotta say again, too, I do not monetize this page. Everything I do is under fair use law and common, uh, what is it, um, uh, common common copyright or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not making any money off of this, so you could consider what I'm doing a parody. And, yeah, um, anyways, too, I don't think that they'll be chasing me down. <laughs> um, yeah, so here is Whitney Webb, and pretty much, like, she... You know, I would be I would be quoting something by her own material, but uh, honestly, every single moment she says something, it could be something new. So, here we go. Tinfoil Hat, uh, episode 402, if you're looking for it as well. I'll try to uh, put it in the description. There's drones now, the U.S. military, backed by Silicon Valley, and, and something called the National Security Commission on AI, which is basically part of the U.S. government, uh, are pushing to have all that stuff now be managed by, by AI, specifically the drones, AI. And the military's own documents say that their next plan is to have it hooked up to soldiers' brains, have like this brain chip interface thing, like now Elon Musk is putting yeah. that out there for commercial stuff. They want to make that standard in the U.S. military now. Uh, oh, my that is God! So nuts. And it hasn't been covered at all because of coronavirus, because of the election theater. But why, you know, all of this has been going on, right? Well, so obviously Biden is being backed by Silicon Valley and the intelligence community and all of that stuff. But since 2018, Silicon Valley 
the intelligence community and the military have been running this AI modernization plan. Here we go. The National Security Listen. Commission on AI. It's bad. Listen. run by Eric Schmidt, basically, and a deputy, uh, uh, the guy that tried to do Project Maven uh, under Obama at the Pentagon. And, and those guys have been doing all of these plans, and Trump hasn't said shit about it. And that includes all this AI modernization stuff go. that is, like, legit so crazy if you think about it. Right here. They're, they're, they're building a new facility in a place called Natwick, Massachusetts, that's all about creating super soldiers that are cyborgs. I mean, they are like gunning for this. And if you think, and, and so part of the reason I think that they're, you know, doing this pre-planned election chaos, trying to gut people's faith in the electoral system, it's because they know the American people are not down for this, like, hell that they're trying to, like, build to maintain military dominance forever. And they have no plans to put that shit to a vote. They're just like, well, this is what you get, you know? All right. So, um, specifically... I mean, I, I actually was listening to that while I was driving. I needed to pull over and play it a couple times. Uh, yeah, Natwick, Massachusetts does not exist. There is, you know, uh, for, first thing I was thinking, I was like, maybe, maybe it's some West town in Western Mass that I'm just not too familiar with. And it's called like, and she mispronounced it a little bit. And I was thinking Norwich. I was like, but there's still Norwich, Vermont. I'm like, I wouldn't be in any place called, like, Norwich, Mass. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, Nat Wick, Nat Wick. I'm like, well, that's Natick without the W. You take the W out, then that's Natick, Massachusetts. And I'm like, well, Natick would be a very likely place to have a facility going on such as that. Because Natick, Massachusetts, right off of Route 9, about 15 minutes outside of Boston, Framingham is is, is the sister city now it used to be a town um pretty sure natick is a city um they're sister cities essentially you have the natick mall which is a uh, very uh, probably the most iconic location in natick maybe aside from uh, natick center is pretty iconic too but uh if, if you were to ask anybody in the area like oh what's the first thing when you say natick they think oh natick mall um the Natick Mall actually was uh, one of the first major gentrified malls in the United States, I believe. And uh, the Natick Mall, you could actually consider that almost very similar to, say, a smart city. Because uh, they have the Natick Collection that's inside of it. Where you, I remember back when this was first first happening, like a decade ago, and all of us laughing, being like, "Who the fuck's gonna want to live in the mall?" I'm like, "We're like, what? Like, what is this? Are you gonna like walk out of a mall, like walk out of a storefront, and like that's like it kind of is like that? They have like weird indoor uh, concourse courtyards that do connect to a bridge." straight to the natick mall if you wanted to do that i mean it's funny it's ironic now that like during the lockdown the natick collection was like way more active than the natick mall itself but um and they probably weren't even allowed to go over to the natick mall you know during the lockdowns but it, it's just such it's just so strange natick is a very very peculiar peculiar city and um it, it's essentially the the satellite the the test city for cambridge oh my god it's the cambridge test city i never even thought of it that way whoa yeah and natick's wealthy natick is a wealthy town i mean it's not like a test city in like the ways that they would like try to do anything draconian there because they ever all the rich people live in natick you know um if they were to do something like that they'd be doing that in like holyoke or brockton or dorchester quincy quincy maybe but um 
Natick's, Natick's different. Natick's very upper middle class. A lot of tech, most people, a lot of um, like high tech workers. Actually, in one episode, I uh, mentioned Indian food. And actually, Natick is a hub for Indian food because they have a large Indian population. Because um, India, uh, for some weird reason, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like India does produce a lot of uh, people in high tech industry, like from their country. But um, it's just it, for some reason there there's just a major hub galvanized of of, of high tech uh, workers from India going um you know um, upper middle class wealthy pro- probably in their caste system probably one of the higher ones in their caste system I mean I I, I can't speak on Indian caste system I'm not really too familiar with it in the modern day but like. It's, I've heard it's rough. I've heard it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty what we would consider like uber racist, but yeah. Uh, anyways, um, Natick, Massachusetts, Natick, Massachusetts was mentioned in family guy at one point. Um, they, it was the episode where it was the apocalypse and, um, uh, one of the famous, um, jokes from it. It was actually before they used to do like cutaways all the time. It was in like the first season. And, uh, I remember, I remember one of the big jokes from that was like, they were like driving down and like they pull up to like a group of people. And this is on Route 9. They were supposed to be on Route 9 in, in Natick. And they like pull up to this group of like uh, traveling like a- like apocalypse people. And they're like, oh, like if you were going to pass, you have to play a game. And they're like, oh, like what game? And they were like, like guess like like they were like, yeah, you have to play the prices right or something. And they were like. Or no, or like, what's the game where, I, oh my god, I did this in another podcast. What's the fucking game where you have to guess the fucking word? Like, oh, <laughs> shit, Wheel of Fortune. Oh my god, I finally got it. Uh, three episodes ago, I literally asked the same question. Yeah, they're like, like, you gotta play Wheel of Fortune. And they're like, okay, and they're like, so what's the word? And he was like, ah, I don't know. And Peter's like, I don't know, potato salad. And they're like, show me potato salad. And they just like stare at the sky for like three seconds. And then they just kind of like walk away and drive away. I don't know. I just remembered that joke from when I was a kid. And I just always thought it was really like strange and absurdist and like has to do with the apocalypse. And also like, I knew exactly where they were supposed to be because they said they were in Natick. They said they were, um, yeah, they said they were in Natick. They were like a Twinkie factory in Natick or something. And like, they were on route nine. It was fucking weird. They're like, and, um, so anyways, yeah, also, all right, let's get into the meat of, uh, what I was about to discuss here. Oh, oh, you know what? No, no, I'm going to save the meat for the end. Um, here's some, here's some, uh, here's some appetizer too. Yeah, so also in Natick, you got, um, all right, so what Whitney Webb was referring to when she said there is a new high-tech AI facility being built in Natick, or Natwick, quote-unquote, Massachusetts, where they're developing uh, high-tech super soldiers or something like that, which isn't too far-fetched because I know that Boston Dynamic is around there, but she was talking about, like, integrating chips into heads and stuff like that, um, which I... I mean, if you sign up for the military and then you're in the military and you're like, oh, well, I want to go deeper. I want to be like a Navy SEAL. You don't think that the Navy SEAL would have some sort of like Neuralink type of deal set up soon? Because if the United States isn't going to do it, Russia or China is eventually going to do it. So it's like shit. Like that's their logic. They're like, well, shit, we got to fucking chip up our soldiers or we got to chip up at least some of them and turn them in some, at least some of them into super soldiers. So... You know, it's just, it's just competition when it comes down to it like that. They got a fucking super soldier that can like pull up any, any, um, source in their fucking mind, like connected to the cloud or some shit. Then that's like, that's the, that's a super spy. That's, that's a goddamn super spy. 
Like, so, um... Hmm. So, apparently, that's being created in Natick. I know of two major AI facilities in Natick. One of them's more, like, industrial, and it's more for, like, marketing. Or, sorry, more for uh, manufacturing. And I think that's called Cognex. But then I know about MathWorks. I mean, like, it's probably from MathWorks. Either MathWorks or Boston Scientific. Um, Boston Dynamics, I think, is in Cambridge. But Boston Scientific has labs out here. Harvard has labs out here. And also, um, fucking MathWorks. Like, uh, I know people that have worked for MathWorks, and MathWorks is really weird. They've been, they're the front line of, like, algorithmic work. They really are. So it could be any one of those places. And, and then there's also a vast amount of pharmaceuticals. Um, AstraZeneca, I believe, used to have a headquarter in Westboro. Freaking, um, I think Pfizer has a thing around here. Um, like, there's so many of them that are all, Moderna. Moderna is from here. And I think they're, like, in between. You, you kind of look at it, and it's like, you got Natick, and then, like, Concord, and Cambridge. And they kind of make this arch of this, like, suburban, almost crown over Boston. And, um like from the north and that that's where a lot of this real real high-tech industry comes from and shit and it i i keep going back to this i'm like not only are we the center of like eugenics but we're also the center of like ai and stuff like you know how you, i'm sure if you're familiar with conspiracies you've heard about jeffrey epstein donating money to mit and stuff and like you know and and bill gates and like just the whole connection there with that like there, i can you can you mit Oh my god, I like I, I like to visit there. It's pretty crazy to visit there. It's pretty interesting, you know. Um I walk through Harvard Yard. Oh yeah. I used to do that all the time. Go in between shows, walk through Harvard Yard. Not anymore. Um but yeah, uh Alright, to close out the Natick Mass thing, here's a weird little story. And you know, I might do a part two on this, or maybe I'll just close it off for this one. Who knows? I might I could do a part two, I guess. But um yeah, so, or a part two just in a different subject or something. I don't know. I'll see how I feel. But yeah, um. So, this one time, I was at a concert. I'm going to try to make this as uh, vague as I can because I really do not even want to say this guy's first name. And I only know his first name, I don't know his last name. Um, and I don't, but I don't want to give out details of, his, of people associated with this story. So, because it's, it's pretty deep. And I might say, I'm going to say something that he told me that I know other people do not know about. So I'm going to make this claim off of third hand. Now I'm a third hand because I heard it from a second hand who heard it from the first hand. But this guy's also very, sh I can't explain him. One of the, there's a couple people that I've met in my life that I can't explain. And he's, might be the top actually. Um, yeah. So basically... Um, long story short, I go to a concert, end up tripping balls, actually, um, because, <laughs> uh, this kid I, uh, met, we met there, he, uh, we all, it was, it was, he, we actually, he was looking for acid, too, and at the time, you know, actually, I don't really trip on acid that much anymore, or, and I had not tripped on acid in, like, fucking years, so, like, um, you know, acid specifically. And I haven't tripped on anything artificial in, like, years. Um, so, yeah, um... This kid. Me and him eventually find the after party. We go to the after party. We're at the after party. We're sharing a joint with this other guy. My friend that I just met... I was with my other friend, also. 
but the friend I had just met, he um, asked the guy that we're smoking a joint if he has any acid. He's like, oh, actually, I do. I have three tabs right here. And there was four of us. And the friend that I was, I've been friends with, that I came with, opted out. And me, him, and the guy that had the acid, just had it, like, straight out and fucking tinfoil in his hand. I, I picked one. My friend, the friend I just met picked one. And he picked one. So it was like... You know, I knew also, too, at that moment that I'm like, none of this is fucking bunker poisonous or else that guy was just playing Russian roulette. So, like, fucking, um, and it was crazy. I We, we lost ourselves. There was a mom, it was like a crazy house, um, set in this, like, weird, uh, like, it was a tall ceiling. It looked like a studio, like a studio, like, um, like a, a, um, a band practice, um, in a studio. It was like. A big room, but it was just a square black box that was maybe had like 15 foot high ceiling. So it was just very strange. You felt like you were in a closet and like a large room at the same time. And um, hypnotic. And it, everyone was completely out of their gourds. And uh, I was dancing till about 5 o'clock in the morning where then I realized that I looked over at the friend I came with and he was almost falling asleep at this point. And the the friend I just met was like lost in it still and i like woke up at one point i'm like dude i'm like i was like still tripping hard i'm like dude i don't think we're ever gonna leave here i think we have to go now i'm like i think we're stuck in fight we're in the back like i felt like we were in like the back room so i'm like oh shit we need to get out of here i'm like it's like we've been fucking dancing for five hours i don't know what's going on he's like all right so we go out we have really a hard time finding the car again um i am not going to tell the story about how we got back to his apartment but uh it was interesting it was um we hit a fog patch at one point on the highway and we couldn't see in front of ourselves, maybe about five feet. It was an early morning fog patch and we were on the fucking 93 and I was horrible. Everyone in the car was screaming and I was just driving, going 50, just being like, oh my God, I fucking hope to God somebody has not stopped in this fucking highway or else we're all dead. I'm like, oh my God. Because, you know, there's might, there might have been someone that just got so scared through the cloud that they were like, uh, like, let me stop. Like, I'm like, no, nah, uh. <laughs> like, it was so crazy. So, and I was driving a shitty old Taurus with shit fog lights too. So I couldn't, didn't even have fog lights, just had high beams, I think. So I'm like, fucking, whew. we got back to his place. It was a crazy time. I ended up driving back to my house and I'm like, all right, man, um, the guy I just met, um, I'm going to call him R, uh, he, I'm like, yo, I'm going to call him Ray. I'm like, yo, it's Ray. Um, I'll hit you up later. All right. And he's like, all right. So I hit up Ray like a couple weeks later after having that insane fucking night that we had just first met. And we're like, what the, f I haven't seen Ray in a while either, but, um, yeah. So I hit up Ray. I'm like, yo, what's up? Let's chill. He's like, all right. Yeah. You mind if, uh, Oh, I hit up Ray. We chill with him once. And then when I chill with him, he's like, Hey, I got, tickets to this band called the uh disco biscuits and he was like so uh do you want to come uh you know it's my birthday and i'm like he's like as long as you can just pay for the ticket it's already sold out though i'm like fuck yeah all right i'm down so i got a ticket for it and um one of my friends got a ticket one of my the friend that i that we had come with i'll just call him um b um he uh so i was like b you want to come and he's like nah no, I'm, I'm like, he's like, I did the money or the work or something. I'm like, okay. So 
Uh, Ray's trying to look through his friends list. He's like, yo, I have like this old friend though. He's like, kind of, he's, he's older. He's like 50, but he would totally be down for this. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, invite him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. A 50 year old that's down for this fucking weird jam hippie music. All right. Yeah, totally. So, um, he hits up his friend. Um, I'm going to call his friend, uh, let's call him Johnny. Why the hell not? Um, so fucking um ray introduces me to johnny oh and it was ray's birthday i should mention and uh mm, forgot how long this introduction story is but believe me oh it's fucking good it's a cool story to tell because this stuff can't happen anymore during lockdown and shit or at least like soft lockdown um so introduces me to uh introduces me to johnny oh he's older it's uh like a pretty kind of like the most quintessential like irish italian type of dude you could think and he's he's just kind of like thick built and tall like he's just you know like he looks like uh like your quintessential massachusetts fucking dude really and like like short kind of like almost like grease spiked hair too and stuff like so uh anyways uh he was like yeah so we, you know we we, we talked for a bit I think I'm pretty sure at one point I mentioned something conspiratorial. I can't remember what it was. It might have been Building 7 or something like that, just in casual conversation. And then when I said something about... I can't remember what the fuck I was talking about. But at one point, Johnny pulls me aside and he's like, How the fuck do you know about that? I'm like, What are you talking about, man? I'm like, Know about what? And then all of a sudden I started just like spewing out to him everything. And I'm pretty sure at one point I mentioned about Loosh. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, it's just all fucking like Loosh harvest anyways. And I'm like, oh yeah, like Archons. I started talking about that and he started looking at me like, what the f-? Like he started looking at me like he was kind of scared. And I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, what do you know? I'm like, so he, so we hit it off. Uh, there's a whole separate side story that I might tell on another day. Um, about, um, a crazy fucking, uh, backroom party that we had at the hall, at the, uh, Hard Rock Cafe off of, uh, fucking Faneuil Hall. But, um, yeah, which was, like, put on by the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, but, uh, anyways, that's, that's a story for another time. Yeah, um, alright, uh, on to David and how this all ties back into Natick. Oh, shit! Yeah, I don't care. I said, oh, shit, because I didn't want to say his first name. But then I forget, I remembered. I don't even know his fucking last name. So <laughs> what does it fucking matter? All right. Uh, in this story, Johnny, yeah, it's it's this guy, David. I, I don't... Oh, oh yeah, you go fucking try to find a guy named fucking David that fucking, um, what else did I say? Had short, spiky hair and fucking looks like a basic uh, Italian-Irish dude. Yeah, yeah, oh, 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 okay. Oh, all right, buddy. Um, yeah, so anyways, um... Yeah, me, me and David started hanging out, and, uh, he, um, he's in, he, or we hung out once, and he gives me, like, um, almost like a training day type ride, like, around, he, I watched him fucking, like, win, fucking $50 just straight out on a scratch ticket, and he was just like, eh, I don't even care, and he, he did, like, some sigil shit, he did literally a fucking sigil like, sigil magic on a, on a Kino fucking piece of paper, and then fucking, like, folded it and burnt it, and then fucking got a ticket and fucking won $50, and I'm like, um, I'm, like, thinking in the back of my mind, like, there's 
a couple explanations here. It could be like literally like fucking this is super gang stalking and he is like or or I'm like or he's he has like an in with this place and he, this is like a magic trick or I'm like he actually did do sigil magic somehow. I'm like all right, whatever. It could be one out of the three. Then he starts telling me all sorts of crazy stuff. I'm not I can't get into too much detail since actually I told him the name that he told me. But um that his name was, which probably is not even his real name, but, um, yeah, um, he, he told me that he was followed by Mossad for a while, and that he kind of had some pretty good proofs to that that I saw, I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to be too specific on it, on a specific thing about his, um, on him, like, done to him that he showed me but there was something that was done to him that he showed me that i'm like i looked at it real hard and i'm like that is a precision cut i'm like that's not something that you would get if you like got in a fucking car accident i'm like what the fuck i'm like that i'm like in the in the location of it was fucking weird it was just weird he like it I'm not gonna lie, it looked like he fucking had brain surgery, like, straight up in the back of his fucking skull. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, so, uh, he did, he did say he had cancer, I believe. But, the location of it was pretty specific. I don't know how specific I can say. I don't know, he looked like he had an operation on his pineal gland. It was fucking weird. Um, so... Yeah, um, he told me some crazy things. I consider him, I have, like, maybe two people, possibly three in the back of my mind that I would consider almost kind of, like, gurus, and the, those, those people, I really, it's funny, I had, like, one or two days that I had in contact with them in my life, and then, like, poof, like, they're, they're kind of just either satellites or completely gone, which that's, I'm kind of not complaining about that, you know? Like, I, I wouldn't want to push too much up onto them. I don't want them to push too much up onto me. You know, as podcasters say, they're like, oh, I don't like to listen to too many, or comedians, as they say, I don't like to listen to too many of their comedy sets because I don't want it to influence me too much, you know? That's the same way when it comes to, like, crazy meeting, not crazy, but, like, real deep fucking um, investigators or travelers, you know? Yeah, so I should get on to the whole thing that he was telling me. Uh, he told me about how to remote view. And now this is, this, that was actually one of the biggest things aside from doing, aside from him teaching me how to do sigil art, which worked. And I was like, all right, I don't even, so he told me about Jin. It was actually, that was where he, I learned about King Solomon and the significance of King Solomon and call and Kambala. I knew he, he kind of turned me on to the tree of life and all of that. And about, uh, I believe it is the 72 or 42 i think it's 42 jinn that king solomon could command with through his ring um and that actually they carry over pretty much throughout history in uh different ways um greek lore roman lore a lot of other things like that their gods are based upon those and their imagery is very based upon it um for example stolos you see stolos very often stolos is a um long-legged crowned owl and you see this imagery almost everywhere. Most famously, actually, at the uh, Bohemian Grove. Yeah, but um, there's different depictions of Stolos. If Stolos's wings are closed, that means um, hidden knowledge. 
if Stolas's wings are open, that means um, open, open knowledge, which I'm sure by now you've learned that um, seeding a population knowledge doesn't necessarily mean that it's for um, good, you know, or at least for um, enlightenment. Sometimes seeding a population particular knowledge at particular times can be used to either subvert or eventually discredit you know, like, um, it, it, it's, it, it's very complicated. That's why the CIA does weird dumps all the time. Um, so on to how he taught me about remote viewing. He told me that it was done through the flower of life, apparently. I guess I'm deep enough into this podcast where if you're listening now, you either care enough to listen or, I don't know, you know? Um, so... He told me that there was, um, well, he told me the way that you remote view, I guess, is, um, by focusing on a monad for, like, an X amount of time, like, a very long amount of time. I can't remember how long he said, but there's a process in which you are supposed to focus on a monad, which a monad is, um, a dot within a circle and also believed to be um the god particle or something because it's it's basically the same um imagery as what we would consider like a neutron with no electrons but just an electronic field you know what i mean because it's just a circle with a dot in the middle but a perfect circle with a perfect dot in the middle so uh when you stare at it long enough you start to get that like uh static it starts to look like almost electricity like it starts to, it's it's an optical illusion you often uh, see maybe scrolling through your newsfeed. But funny enough too, it's word shares the same uh, monad in, um, that's the symbol, the symbol of a monad is, um, or the symbol I- icon or whatever you want to call it, you know, it, it's like pretty much a monad. It, you would call it, it's like the same as a circle, but it's like a monad is a donut basically. <clears throat> but where a donut would have a white circle in the middle, you know what I mean? Like if it was a white background and white, it always is black. So it's a black circle in between a white circle with probably a black outline and uh, with usually a white backdrop. And that's a monad in symbology and sim- sim- symbols and symbols, you know. Um, and then monad in philosophy is the duality to what is considered the demiurge where uh the the most layman way i could put the demiurge would be the robots from the matrix you know but the the demiurge is believed to be a um essentially an energy spider that eats your um emotions from a alternate dimension yeah <laughs> uh, the spider part i kind of like uh, elaborated on but um basically an entity that is uh, what you we would consider God, but um, a lower tier God. It's like uh, the God, it, the whole premise is it's like the God that kind of the Christians pray to, I guess, and such. But, um, you know, like the, the God that dictates consciousness and the God that dictates nature would be a different one than the Demiurge. It would be like the Monad. It's it's uh it's it, it's actually fairly old. It's uh it's Gnostic. You know, if you look into the Gnostic religion. But uh, anyways, the monad is what he he first taught me about the monad and what the monad was and how you can kind of um, astrally project with the monad. And then he mentioned something about 
now this is so long ago. I don't I don't really care about saying what he told me because it's honestly I think he told me some other things I I were just seeded into my mind and I can't really remember them. But I remember this. And I've been on the fucking hunt for this. And if I'm talking about something that's like really fucking crazy and real and fucked up, I mean, I'm shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I'm just shooting fucking shots in the dark here. Hey, like I say, if I'm fucking right on this shit, like don't fucking, uh, don't fucking, um, you know, do something crazy to me. Let me know first, you know, aside from maybe putting a fucking image on my, on my library saying seeing eye. Cause I know I didn't type that. That's so weird. But, uh, you know. Um, I, I don't know if I'm poking a tiger, you know, like, uh, I don't get, at least I don't have any, uh, you know, um, I, I know. Yeah. It's an insider club and I'm not invited. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm a dog that's barking a little too loud. Oh yeah. Or something like that. Like, you know, then, then I don't know. Uh, a dog that barks loud is also usually a dog that you can like, uh, Maybe not train well, but like, I don't know. I'm not trying to say I want to become a shill or be utilized, but I'm fucking scared sometimes talking about this shit. So, um, yeah, I was told that I, I was told about remote viewing way before there was an FBI disclosure about it. And I was told that it was done through a monad, which he was talking about symbolism, which also turned me on to Gnosticism as well too with it and the Demiurge and that whole concept with it. And then, um... It's the flower of life, apparently. It's, um, so you know the flower of life. Look it up on Google. Uh, I'm going to put this image. I'm going to put the flower of life. Wikipedia. No, you you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to grow a pair and actually put the image that I'm talking about in my description. Uh, yeah. So you have the flower of life and then you, you put it into a sphere. Now, imagine 3D printing, or not, you don't even need a 3D print it, like, just a a fucking ball, you take a ball, it'd be easiest if you did it in a 3D printer, and just, you know, or a laser, a laser, a laser um, cutter on wood or something, actually, wood wouldn't work, you have to have it as a solid white background, so it's like, solid white background, after doing your Monad training, you can do, you can take a Flower of Life ball, like a flower of life orb, I call it an orb because, you know, um, the difference between an orb and a ball is that when I say orb, you find kind of picture in your mind it floating. That's what it's supposed to be. And it's not even that hard. You just have to make sure it's statically floating. So they could do this through magnets. They could do this through air, you know, as long, but it can't be like poofing up. It has to statically be levitated, but it's, that's not that hard to achieve nowadays. And, um, so you have to have a flower of life ball statically levitated with no breaking seams. And um, so the flower of life, what the flower of life looks like, looks like. And then you have to have observers on any side of this ball. Every single side of this ball, you have to have an observer. And then that observer has to go into the ball. So like you focus your vision into the ball. And then everybody per- perceiving this ball at one point in time and all going into the ball then reverts the perception of the ball and turns the ball into a vortex because the perception of the ball is warped and so if reality is created through perspectives then everyone observing this flower of this levitating flower of light ball from all sides basically is like your um nature's 
opposite of Schrodinger's cat. You know what I mean? Like Schrodinger's cats, like the whole compass concept behind that is like, there. there's, um, I'll just put it real simple. There's a knife in a box and there's a cat. You put the cat in the box. You don't know if the cat's dead or not until like in the sounds, the box is soundproof. You don't know if the cat's dead or not until you open the box, you know? So like, it's this unsurety where like the cat is floating. The only person that knows if the cat is alive is the cat. Like, so but the thing is, when you do this flower of life that I was saying, where everyone's looking at this flower of life sphere floating in the air, every single side of it, everyone's perceiving at one time, and they're all focusing in on it and trying and not actively trying to make it warp, but they're just focusing in on it. It will warp. And then apparently through that, you can they can all scry at once and scry different things at once. And it like creates a uh dream a livid dream state within um a waking life. Yeah, and apparently there's one of those in Natick. That's what I've been told. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, and um, I have a very good hunch that Natwick, Whitney Webb's Natwick is probably Natick, because there's no such thing as Natwick in Massachusetts. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to close it out now. I think I have the title for this episode. Alrighty. Well, uh, keep it real. Please uh, acknowledge that everything I said is totally baseless and is all off of, well, actually, uh, third, uh, second-hand accounts. Second-hand accounts. Not completely baseless, I should say, but second-hand accounts. And second-hand accounts from some fairly uh, legitimate sources, but I have no way of accrediting them myself. Nor would I want to, because I would not want to jeopardize more than I already have. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enjoy the day. It's really nice outside. Like I said before, it's kind of like an Indian summer. So I think I'm going to get around and uh, walk a bit and, you know, uh, maybe uh, let the synchronicities hit me. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> when I say that, I'm not uh, cueing those gang stalkers. Oh, no. Oh, I said some crazy shit on this episode. All right. <laughs> Peace, guys. And, uh, you know, shit. At least I wasn't talking about uh, Harvard MK professors, because I could be talking about that. <coughs> Dr. Kessler, <coughs> working with Britney Spears, <coughs> the, giving found, the Giving Fund. <coughs> All right, peace. Hey, don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because... Shut him up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account. No version. My superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. Please quiet. We've turned every cell phone in Gotham into a microphone. And a high frequency generator receiver. It's not about food. It's about keeping those hands in line. You're the crunch, you're there. So basically, um, what I was thinking of was, um, oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done that. That would be a bad thing, don't do that.